1: Hey everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on Allomoves.com and reset. Allomoves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Alamoves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark-Shiflin.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Fat Mascara. I am Jess. I'm Jen. It's a Thursday double episode in the week. I'm liking this rhythm and it seems
1: like you guys might be into it too. I think so. Anyway, I we actually recorded this a little bit early, the interview and the intro, because as you listen to this on a Thursday, I'm going to be in the middle of nowhere camping with my husband. Just think of me. Think protective, no mosquito thoughts. I know. This is my what, summer vacation bring, right now. What are you bringing to protect yourself? I have I have an oil-based repellent. I also have the um, off spray with the deep. Great. And we we are trialing a tent. We have our regular tent. But this company's let us trying a tent that goes on top of the car. So, like, I won't be sleeping on ground level. What Right now, while you're listening to this, I'm up in the air somewhere on top of my Jeep in the middle of Maine, hopefully not getting bit by mosquitoes. How's that for a beauty podcast? I can't wait to see. You're going to take photos of course, right? Of this this tent that goes on top of the car. Yeah, I can't even remember the name of what it is, but like I'm kind of excited and we figured it was a safe. Maine has been safe. They're letting people in from New York. We're bringing our masks. We're camping by ourselves. So I feel like we can enjoy the outdoors safely and that's like a good way to get away for just a little bit and like, you know, refresh. Okay, don't
2: roll off the car. I'm nervous. I know I'm very nervous about the whole thing. I'll report
1: back next week. Next week we'll talk about it. But now we have a big juicy interview. Okay, Tell us, well, Jess. you know, you know, I just like I love Dr. Paul Frank. He's amazing.
2: He, for, full disclosure, he's a good friend. He's a great friend, but he is also one of my most trusted dermatological sources. This guy knows every technology before everyone else i mean i'm being like so hyperbolic because like i just like really think he's the best but he really is like my go-to hotline to what's coming down the pipeline what you know what the hot trends are he's just got his finger on the pulse and i'm so excited to bring him back for a second time he is one of our only two-time guests we had him about 3 years ago to talk about all things like you know non-invasive lipo um and we want to talk to him about his new book. Now it's called the pro aging playbook. Dr. Frank is, uh, he works with lots of celebrities and he's too discreet to name all of them. Um, and he also consults with lots of different big brands and, not only is he fabulous, he is a board-certified dermatologist, duh, but he's also a clinical assistant professor of dermatology at the <laughs> ICON, ICANN, oh God, Dr. Frank, don't kill me, School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. Welcome, Dr. Frank. <laughs>
1: It led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp mascara for 25% off. Hey everyone, it's Jen. You know, Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit, but May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home.
2: Dr. Frank, you are one of the busiest Derms out there. You've got a lot of celebrity clients. You've got a very big practice. You're always doing TV appearances. Um, You know, you're very big on TikTok. We know this, okay? (laughs) If you're not doing your TikTok performances, why did you decide that you needed to write another book? I mean, that's a big endeavor.
0: Uh, Temporary Insanity. (laughs) Um. I co-wrote a book 19 years ago when there were these new things that were experimental called Botox and filler out. And after the work with that, I was like, oh, okay, I checked that off the box. I don't know if I'm going to do that again. But I wrote a second book because I had an idea to go against the grain a little bit and write about something that people would expect the least from a beauty book and certainly one from a cosmetic dermatology book. And that is hopefully what the Pro-Aging Playbook is all about.
2: All right, so I want to talk to about the title. Because the title, when you told me the title, I kind of was like, like, I, I got like, a, like you definitely caught me off guard with the title, Pro Aging Playbook, because there's been a lot of discussion about the term anti aging in the past couple of years. We had about Michelle Leon, the editor in chief of Allure, about a year and a half ago, and she put a huge stake in the ground by saying, We are banning the term anti aging. She wanted to ditch it entirely, and then that got a lot of press. And you're going a step further and you're saying, Pro Aging. What does pro aging mean?
0: Well, it basically, it's a backlash to the negative stigma that generations of people have had towards aging. And uh, I think a lot of it is just one big marketing ploy, the term anti-aging. The fact that aging is a bad thing and we have to inject, laser, moisturize, serumize, exercise, diet to get back to a younger state. And to me, the biggest advancement I've seen in my field is not injectables and lasers. It's in the um, outlook and perspective we have towards beauty now, which I think is a very positive thing and it can be empowering. And Mm -hmm. if I help the audience out there that has not gotten over the stigma, that is what I'm trying to achieve in the pro aging playbook. And one that I don't think you'd expect from someone like me.
1: It's definitely a surprise, especially when these are services and, you know, that you've offered for a while, some of the ones that you mentioned. So when you open up the book, it's not like, here's how Botox works, here's how filler works. It's different. It goes a lot deeper. Um, Almost like a therapist, if
0: you will. Well, you know, I went to medical school to become a psychiatrist. I actually, I think I told you guys that when I was first on the show many moons ago. Yeah. And I, you know, more and more, and I always joke, why dermatology? Well, Botox works better than Prozac. But honestly, (sighs) I really, I think... The essential component to giving great results to patients has as much to do with the conversation and the interaction in the doctor patient relationship than the actual skill. I hope I have a little bit of both of it, but I am very confident in my um the mojo I have with my patients, and i a lot of that I wanted to put in writing,
2: yeah.
1: How do, you, how do you develop that rapport when someone sits down in your office and to make sure that you're on the same page? That's like something we could use in our real life too, like to know that you two are speaking the same language and that your, your success will be what the patient thinks of as success.
0: Well, I think a lot of it, part of it is innate. It's people skills you learn from your parents, how you communicate. Um, a lot of it came from just my personal journey with beauty and wellness and all these things. You know, I'm a pretty self-monitoring person who's been aesthetically conscious and uh, about certainly concerned about the asian process for my own
1: Wait 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 what does self monitoring
0: mean It means I look in the mirror a lot I get on the bed <laughs> and I'm always very conscious of how I present myself to the world and how I view myself I'm very you know I, I always say I'm really not in competition with anyone else in the world not physically not career wise but I'm in very deep competition with myself and that's what a very self-monitoring person is. And it honestly, it has its difficulties, um, but it, I think it gives me the type of empathy that makes me good at my job to really find out what people are looking for, use my skills to match their hopes with their expectations. Because that's what it's about. It's what people are wanting from me in a doctor's chair versus what I can give them and what their expectations to be. And What it's, kind
2: of questions do you ask them?
0: Um, I say exactly that. I say, what are the things that specifically bother you and what are your hopes and expectations? I am very blunt. And I'm also very (laughs) blunt about what I can't offer people. And one of those things is my goal isn't to make you be or look younger. I'm just trying to find something that's going to make you um, seem more over. I like the word vitality more than beauty, you know, because (laughs) that's what people want. Everyone has their own version of a good hair day. And it's not necessarily associated with like a stereotype of beauty. Um, And I try and help people find that. And, you know, obviously aging is hard work. Uh, It's frustrating. But I always start from a point of it being a blessing because our great grandparents would be lucky to be as healthy as they are at my age or your age or any age. And the fact that we have the technology to live longer is one thing. But if we could live longer, live better, and feel good about the way we look in the mirror, I think that's a I think that's amazing thing that's happened in the last two decades. And the younger generation, the millennial generation, is I really think the first group of people that look at a lot of these kind of tweakments as a form of grooming.
1: But you said it's the person can talk to you about what they want, but like sometimes a woman or a man looks in the mirror and they're just like, I don't know. I'm not a freaking expert. I just want to look better or younger. Yeah, I love that. Do you then go like feature by feature with the
0: person? No, so I go overall, I kind of help. I, I want to prioritize because like with skincare, like with diets and lifestyles and exercise, there are so many options. There are so many things. So I certainly want to get a feeling about how much they know already how much, how, in terms of there are certain things that bother them. Um, and then I try and educate them about how to prioritize in terms of what's going to be the most effective, the safest, well, the safest, the most effective and most cost effective in, in that kind of order. And believe me, um, you know, as someone, you know, you would think, well, why would Dr. Frank say no to doing certain procedures? There are so many options out there from topical to non-invasive to mm-hmm. invasive to saying, you know what, I don't think that you're someone that should pursue that route. Or maybe you need a plastic surgeon, or maybe you need to seek out nutritional counsel um, and a trainer. And, I mean, I have no problem saying that because I don't think I can give people a good result unless um, I, I'm sure that they're doing some of the work themselves. I'm just yeah. not. Cake.
2: I, re- I really like that about your book because it's not this sort of like, breathless endorsement of getting lots of things done and your you your approach is very measured you know i think a lot of people might think like oh you're a celebrity dermatologist you're probably like you know pushing all the things and you really aren't you really are not about pushing all of the things and you are you're very nervous i think you're one of the industry's biggest um you know uh, like advocates of or I would say like an anti-advocate of how quickly people are getting and casually people are getting things done. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah. I mean the good, it's a double edged sword. Uh, I love the fact that people come in, they're educated about things. They are more um, comfortable with considering cosmetic rejuvenation. Um, It hits a much broader socioeconomic group of people. Everyone can have access to some form of wellness or beauty uh now um but the other end of that sword is that um it does an enormous amount of consumerism in it money making and there are a lot of people who may not have the skill set the judgment or the ethics to really guide people down the right path because no matter how we cut this as much as i'm glad it's a form of grooming to many people it is still the practice of medicine and it Mm. takes judgment. And a lot of this I address in the book, there's a whole section on helping people pick out a provider. I don't claim or want to be everyone's cosmetic dermatologist. um, But I want to make sure that I want to leave a mark saying that, you know, Dr. Frank was the type of guy that told us where to go, who's qualified, who's not, what what questions to ask when you go to that med spa. Um, Because I think it's the most difficult thing for people is that people are mired with Excess content and confusion. So,
2: yeah, so I'm mm-hmm. glad that you brought up like some of the, the med spa, the questions asked, because I'll be honest, people DM Jen and I all the time. People will yeah. ask me just like on the fly, like, hey, you're a beauty editor. I'm coming to New York. Where should I go? And like, I can't send everyone to you or to some of the other folks who we've had on the show who are like, frankly, like out of a lot of people's price range, you know, like you guys are the, the top bananas, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know exactly like what are the five questions that they should ask or like, you know, w- what are those things? What should they look for? What are the w- red flags, the warning signs? Yeah.
0: Well, you know, I always find word of mouth is great. Um, and word of mouth, you know, if you ask, you know, there's not that much stigma anymore. So more people could feel comfortable. Even my male patients or my younger patients will ask around. They said, Oh, they, they got me from another guy friend of my, uh, of mm-hmm. there um, so I think word of mouth is the best. If you don't have that, you first have to find out licensure. Are they an MD? Are they a PA? Are they a nurse? Are they an esthetician? And there there are state laws that differ um, that are worth going into, but you want to find out the type of licensure they have. Are they a dermatologist or are they an OBGYN that started doing Botox? And I'm not saying that there, are, there aren't a lot of – talent. there are a lot of talented people out there, nurses, PAs, MDs. Um, But you want to ask, how often do you do this procedure? If you think you're going for Botox and you've made sure that they're a legitimate credentialed, licensed person, you want to say, how many of these do you do a day? How many of these do you do a month? Um, What are the complications and what have you done in the situation where that complication occurred? And any doctor, nurse, PA, esthetician, anyone that says they've never experienced a complication, that only tells you one thing. They haven't done much of it. Because Mm -hmm. things happen. Yeah, well, Things happen, and to me, the quality of any provider, cosmetic or not, is how they manage things when they don't go well because it happens. It's easy when everyone's getting great results and everyone's the perfect candidate and all these things. I think that's an important thing, and I think it's important to discuss the potential for complications and what are done. A lot of people, they just uh, they sign off on the consent form real quick, not in my office. We say, please read it. No, it'll take you a minute. You may want to ask Dr. Frank a question. And guess what? After they read it, they're like, can you really go blind if you do that procedure? And then I can give a realistic answer.
1: Can you ask the front office staff or when you call a doctor's office, say you don't have the money to come in just for a consultation, should the front, like the people answering the phone, should they be able to answer these
0: questions? Well, they're not going to answer like how many you've done a month, things like that. credentialing and things like that. The good news is, and I can't give you the websites offhand. But what's really great about Google is that you can find out someone's licensure, um, it, no matter what state licensure they have, nurse, doctor, whatever, you can find out if there are like a million lawsuits pending against them.
1: <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs>
0: I'm serious. I, you, know, you have to go to the State Board of Education and you can type in okay. and see. Their name. Yeah. And again, if you have no resource of word of mouth information, these are things you may want to check. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's really it. The other main red flag is you want to go to someone who could give you more than one option for a problem. You know, if you only have a hammer, hmm. everything looks like a nail. And a lot of practices that have only one laser and it happens to be brand new, they want mm-hmm. to use it anybody. So you want to make sure someone is going to sit with you and have discussions about options, not about only what they want you to do. Um, and I, you know, I think that those are some basic things that people really appreciate uh, and you know, there are some people I've had, they walk out the door. You know what I mean?
2: And would, would you also say that like, you know, I mean, I guess I'm sort of saying what, what I think myself, but okay. Can, can you, can you comment on this thing that I've already thought? Um, like a lot of people, I feel like they, they want Botox and they kind of think that like, it's a product, like getting Cheerios from one supermarket to the next. Like, Botox is, is a tool. It's a tool. But if I yeah. go to you versus it's it, it's like it's like the thing you said, with the hammer and the nail. I love I love that little like ism. Yeah, you're paying
0: but, for a service. You're not paying for a drug. You know right. uh, you know you, people don't people don't come in asking for a brand of chemotherapy for their ovarian cancer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But they come in asking for name brand Botox or Jermoderm or Fraxel Laser. And again, I don't blame people. Again. There's an enormous amount of financial marketing by the, the companies that make all these devices. But what I really try and do is I really try in conversation, not talk about products. I like talk about, talking about procedures. And in all honesty, um, a lot of my patients, they may not know exactly which brand I'm using on them. And I think this is an important thing. I'm glad you brought it up because a lot of consumers don't know that. Um, and there may be some legitimate and non-legitimate reasons why some providers will use certain products. So I really kind of try and give the basic explanation of all the things that are available in the book and just kind of give the basic rules of engagement.
1: That I was so, so I get filler and I was so surprised someone DM would me once when I put it on Instagram stories are like, how many, um, how many syringes did you get? I was like, I have no idea. Yeah. Like I didn't. I wasn't like, it's not like you're going to McDonald's oh, and ordering you. up two, sy- <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. And then I felt like a bad beauty journalist for not having asked my doctor that, but like I'm trusting her treatment and services, so I yeah. just didn't
0: think of and it. And understandably things are often, sometimes they're priced by syringe or dose or this or that. As long as you're having an honest conversation with someone, uh, with a doctor or nurse or whatever the provider is, and you're not feeling you're being upsold, you know? I always tell re- when I have residents rotate me, And I say, in all honesty, the best thing you could do for your business, if you want to think dollars and cents, is to say no, because it means you're showing trust. There's always other things to do, you know, and I think once you gain that trust, at least in my business, as opposed to plastic surgery, I'm not a one and done guy. I'm building a relationship, hopefully for life.
1: My yeah. patients,
0: I'll see anywhere from one to five times a year. So it's getting to know the patient, building that trust. It's a push and shove, yes and no. What one person is willing to do, the other person may not be able willing to do because of downtime or because of money. And you know, again, in the pro aging playbook, it's not that much different with diet. It's not that much different with exercise or other forms or nutrient all these different things because the right form there is no right formula for anyone. So you know, I brought in Stacy Griffith from soul cycle. I brought in Tanya Zuckerbrot, uh, nutritionist, and Georgia Louise and all these other experts who by the way when I sit and talk to them and these are these are people at the top of their game. They have the same interpersonal experiences I do even though they don't do exactly what I do. But it's that relationship that makes them great at what they do.
1: Um, another aspect of aging that we haven't mentioned here, because we've been talking about neuromodulators and fillers is like the redistribution of fat, like the way your body changes
0: is as you get older.
1: Am I allowed to say older? I feel weird even saying older, but
0: you know, what older. I mean. it's a great thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. We're all
0: stuck in this thing. By the way, I'm so much more impressed with any, anybody who looks great at 55 than someone who looks great at 25. I mean, uh, yeah, of course. right.
1: Well, Yeah. So when, but the thing about fat is a lot of people think like, oh, I'm getting a procedure to sort of, um, to do something like liposuction or something that it's not always because they want to lose weight. Maybe the fat is in a different place than they used to have it. And we talked about this a lot when you were on our show. Um, it was episode 19. What was that? About (laughs) two, uh, yeah, three years ago, I think.
0: So So, what are we at now?
1: What episode are we at now? I think you're, this is two two, twenties.
0: Yeah.
1: It's been a while. Um, But so like what developments have been made since then, at least when it comes to that kind of procedure? Again,
0: like we discussed many moons ago when I was 29, 29, (laughs) um, you know, it's really body contouring is not about weight loss. And again, any of these procedures we do for body contouring must be done as icing on the cake. The hard work, the maximizing diet and exercise must be done beforehand. I don't treat people who are trying to use any procedure for weight loss. That being said, um, the greatest advancements have come in non-invasive treatments. I think back then all there was was cool sculpting. Since then, there's laser-based things, sculpture. There's frequency based devices, true sculpt. We have M-sculpt now, which works on muscle and fat. So the huge growth has been in non-invasive. But the gold standard is still the same, and that that minimally invasive, under local anesthesia, tumescent liposuction we talked about many moons ago is still the only home run. And again, it's about finding the patient, making sure they understand their expectations and giving them what procedure is gonna be best.
2: And you can go back to episode 19 if you want the deep dive on that.
0: All the non-invasive stuffs are for like 15, 20% fat reduction. If you want it like 90% gone, you go the old school. And a lot of the, it's another theme of the book. New is not always better, not with skincare, not with any aspects of beauty and wellness.
2: Okay, like, can we talk about some pro-aging tips that cost nothing? Zero dollars?
0: <laughs> do I have to be the stereotypical dermatologist and talk about things like sunscreen? What people don't understand.
2: No, <laughs> no I mean less than sunscreen. Sunscreen That still costs money. Sunscreen's, sunscreen's still like $8. I'm, ca- I'm talking zero dollars, okay? Do you want, do you want, Nada.
0: If you're young and beautiful for, for the rest of your life, that is free? It is... yes. Exercise, okay. Patient, yep. Um, watching what you put in your mouth, okay, and spending quality time with yourself and the people you love. And to me, that is ninety percent of the pro aging lifestyle. Everything else is extra sauce.
1: Do you think happy people look younger? Like when they come in your office, can you tell who's a happy person and who's not?
0: number? One, my favorite quote <laughs> in the book is, "You can't inject a smile." <laughs>
1: That's beautiful. I love that. And by the way, there are t- a lot of. Ex- Jen's laughing,
2: and I'm like, I love that. <laughs> I can't wait to tell Lake that when, like, you know, no, as soon as we hang up. No, so. and
0: I hate, I hate to make it sound cheesy, but the fact of the matter is, there are a lot of people in the world that have a lot, and they're not that happy. And no matter what yeah. they can afford trainers, nutritionists, gurus, therapists, cosmetic dermatologists, plastic surgeons, they just seem miserable. And on the contrary note, I have um, 85, 90-year-old patients who honestly believe that what I'm doing to them makes them feel vibrant, young, and happy. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. the way I want to be when I'm 90. You know what I mean? And I think that's the theme of the whole thing, is that everyone's view of beauty is a very subjective one. There is no objective beauty or wellness, and that's a great thing. But what it means is a lot of it is between your ears and that's yeah. easy to accomplish, which is why I think it's a lot more than all the wonderful things I have in my office.
2: Yeah, I, I really did like that section of the book because it, it did catch me off guard the first time I, I saw it because I you know, I, I knew that there'd be some surprises in the book, but I didn't think there would be that much emphasis on things like, you know, calling surrounding yourself with people who you love and having like a practice, you don't listen, you don't have to be like into, I know you're into um, transcendental meditation, but like you just have a practice of like, like in with the good out with the bad, surround yourself with things that, you know,
0: make you you happy. You surround yourself by negativity. I mean, when a patient says to me, my friend said they didn't like this or that. I was like, first answer is not like, let me put a syringe of filler in your lip. My first answer is time to get some new friends. Who does that? (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, like pointing to their own face, Said, so, like they come in saying my friends say I have this thing on yeah. my face. Well, like I feel you know, like oh, my
0: ridiculous. Botox, can you touch me up or something? I was like, you have to surround yourself with positive people. And I know it sounds like a cliche, but it's hard to do. In my life, I've gone through many bouts of having to streamline my life, adapt, shift, mm-hmm. go with the punches. This is life, and everyone's going through it. And as Jessica probably knows, my favorite line <laughs> you're special, but you're not uncommon. Roll <laughs> with the same stuff.
2: No, so. it's true. It's true. Well, um, okay. I, I got to get a little personal with you. You said roll with the punches. You definitely had to roll with the punches this year. You, uh, you went through a really tough time with COVID, and I'm, and I'm bringing it up on this show um, not to like, you know, be too like, you know, invasive, but you you talked about it on your social quite a bit um which i thought was great because this was certainly early days it, you know i can't believe i i'm saying this was early days with covid who knew cuz now we're like clearly still in the thick of it but um it was around like march april and no one really had any information and you were using your platform to give a lot of people um information about what you were going through and what they should know so i'm curious how this you know changed your outlook on just life you know you are a very positive person and that is is a part of your your outlook as a doctor and and in the in the beauty industry how are you feeling now about things
0: um you know it, it's forced me you know as it is it's it's probably easier for me to write a book about all the things i know than to practice it because you know uh, i've always lived my life with a sense of urgency i want everything i need everything just the culture that i that that i created for myself yeah um I've been forced to slow down a bit and I'm doing my very best to embrace it. Um, It's not easy, um, but um, I keep trying to practice what I preach. Um, I was very grateful beforehand. I'm still very grateful. um, And it's just amplifying all the things that I already know. I was nervous about the Pro Aging Playbook coming out in all of this, but I actually read the book again from beginning to end and was reminded that thematically, it doesn't have to be just about beauty, the things I talk about. It, it reflects to a larger thing. And, I, and I'm glad I have it down on paper to take my own advice.
1: How do you think that's going to affect the uh, aesthetics industry now that we're opening things well,
0: back? I really hope positively because, again, the theme of the book is rule of kiss, keep it simple, stupid. And um, I think there's way too much redundancies in it.
1: I'm going to get you a line of bumper stickers. I have like six I've already (laughs) noted down.
0: They're all my dads pretty much.
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) But um, I really think we need to see consolidation because there's so much redundancy in the market. A hundred different types of fillers, neuromodulators, lasers. The skincare industry is mired with so much content, the makeup industry, the number of workout classes, the the diets you could be on. And I think – it could be very grueling for people. It's very frustrating when they're, they're forced to constantly filter. So I'm hoping that the change of the world brings people back to a little simplicity. Unfortunately, that simplicity will become economic, too, because I think businesses will go out. There will be buyouts. There will be forced consolidation. But I am hoping that when we come all out of this, that we will acknowledge a little bit of a simpler, well-balanced life. And I think this has happened historically after, like, the Depression and after World War II, that people go back to basics. And I think that's what you need for quality skincare, beauty, and wellness is just some basics and Botox. <laughs> <laughs> basics.
2: So, okay, so, you you know, talking about basics and the, the keep it simple, stupid rule, um, you know, you – for a lot of people's surprise, you are not somebody – who's going to be recommending like a crazy, elaborate, expensive skincare routine. Can you tell us about some of your favorite products and what you recommend to your patients?
0: Well, the big, if you have good, healthy skin, the less you do, the better. The biggest issue is sensitive skin syndrome. 90% of patients to complain about their skin, it's their own fault. They're trying <laughs> to, they're moving things around. I don't care if it's clean. I don't care if it's natural. A lot of natural things are terrible for you. Um... I go into a lot of things about preservatives and all these different things in the book. But, you know, protection, which is sunscreen, cleansing and hydration. Those are the main things. And if you start that at age 20, 21, guess what? You may not need a lot of things later on. As we get older, you may want to add things. You do them one at a time. I don't care if it's a retinol. I don't care if it's an antioxidant. You can choose your own weapon based on trial and error. But you got to give time for things to take effect. And you got to do them one at a time. I don't believe in being sold 20 things at once. You're just throwing a bunch of chemicals on your face. So keep it simple, stupid.
1: What's in your medicine cabinet then? I feel like you have like very glamorous tastes and there's probably fancy you bottles have in
0: soap there. On my face most of the time, really. Yeah.
1: No way. The beauty bar? That's
0: it. the beauty bar, the moisturizing bar. I love it. I mean, because okay. I want to use my own products, so I'll use my organic cleanser. But really, I'm a Dove Soap. I use Dr. Hauschka's uh, moisturizing mask because I get dry after shaving with my Aveeno. Um And, you know, what else do I use? You know, I'll, I'll occasionally, when, when I'm feeling sexy, I'll use a, a clay mask or something like that. I really don't use that much on my skin. I actually prefer procedures. Like, I, I really like my once-a-year Fraxel. I really like my once-a-year-old therapy. And I really like every couple of months using little baby doses of injectables, little bits at a time. And I that mm-hmm. kind of maintenance works for me. Like many guys, I don't want to start putting on a lot of stuff. It's bad enough. I got to shave and uh, do whatever I have with the hair I have left. So <laughs> it's,
1: it looks great. It looks great. Still there. Um, <laughs> okay. So we have this new thing since you were last on the show, we do uh, the fat mascara questionnaire. Jess, do you want to actually, why don't you do okay, this? Okay, like, I'll do it. Dr. Frank, you guys are buds. I want to see what, okay. what comes out of this.
2: What was the first beauty product you fell in love with?
0: It was doc- Dr. Hauschka's moisturizing mask. That was the first junkie thing I ever <laughs> did.
2: Okay, when was that?
0: God, that was like before I was even a dermatologist. Early 2000s, 2002, early days. <laughs>
2: Who's, oh, I, I can't wait for this. Who's the celebrity you just know you'd be best friends with?
0: Tom Ford. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I, I didn't even have to, like I should have just answered that for I you. I see it. I have, yeah. Yeah. It's a matter of time. It's weird that you guys aren't friends. To me, that's like.
0: It really bothers me, but you know what? I kind of don't want to meet him because I've met a lot of celebrities and, all, and, I, and I, I have a feeling our, our, our uh, man relationship will not live up to what my hopes would be. Yeah. I don't
2: know. I, I, also, I could see it really A working out, though. I don't know. I feel like it could really work out. You know you know that there are people in his life who probably are like, well, you know Paul, right? And he's like, everyone's saying I should meet Girl, him. You
0: like, have friends and patients in common. Please. I know. I will tell you, when he was interviewed <laughs> by someone at the New York Times at the 92nd CY, and the final question was, if you couldn't be Tom Ford, what would you be? What do you think he said?
2: Cosmetic dermatologist?
0: Oh, surgeon. Yeah. Uh, that um, makes
2: Perfect sense. (laughs) Oh my god, that's too good. Okay, what's your favorite indulgent snack? Now, be specific.
0: Chocolate chip cookies, insomnia, not levain
2: Oh, I I, totally. These are brands in New York,
0: by the way, to our global audience. Not into the walnuts in it, but even though they just came out with a pure chocolate chip, no walnut this season, it's just too much.
2: They're too thick. They're too. I get it. I get you want want the hype
0: is not good.
2: Yes. You want that piping hot. And for folks who aren't in the city or in New York right now who don't know what the insomnia cookies are, you can get them delivered at basically all hours. They're very thin. They always arrive piping hot, and they're delicious. Okay. What song pumps you up?
0: What song pumps me up? Mm-hmm. Under Pressure, David Bowie and and Queen. Desert Good Oz. call.
2: call. Good call. And then what do you want to raise a wand to? And that is our language for basically what do you love right now? What are you obsessed with?
0: Change. Opportunity from change. That, I think, creates art. It creates innovation. It gets rid of slack and people that are just dialing it in. And although it is scary, and I am very nervous about it too, uh, I'm excited to embrace
1: it. Okay. I like it. Change love it. I love it. I love we'll see it. What 2021 brings. This was Thank you. Thank you for coming back. You're one of a few special people that is a two time guest on this. Yes. Perfect. You're 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 I'm like, perfect. there's like two other people. I'll see
2: you
0: in another 200. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We win.
1: Thank enough.
2: you, Dr. Frank.
0: Thank you so much, ladies. FF. Bye bye.
2: Okay, Jen, it's time to raise a wand. Now, yes, that's right. You're still raising a wand. Both episodes, twice a week raising wands. Oh my God. Listen, I have to tell you, and I was just saying this to Jen, it's hard to find good products nowadays.
1: It's actually, <laughs> well, you're not in the stores and shopping yeah, as much. It's actually true. It's, it's, okay. And you don't spend time dilly dallying in the aisles of the drugstores. Yeah. I like, know like, Sephora's closed here in New York. So like, it's, I know that they're out there. I
2: know that the products are out there. It's here. just that like, I've become, and we talked about this, you know, a few weeks ago, I've become more discerning. I don't need
1: to wear a lot of things. Who am I impressing? Yes, but Jess, we're not going out. I think that's part of it too. So like, already we're limiting our sphere of influence.
2: Yes, I I just feel like I I am not wearing as much stuff. I am more focused on the skin care. That's for sure. Ooh, we we are trialing. Jen and I are working on something right now, and we are trialing a serum that I'm very excited about. But
1: you'll hear about more about that. Oh, that serum's it's good. it's really good. Are we allowed to say? Not, no, yet. not, not allowed, yet. No, we're not allowed. No, Jen, like don't yet. you dare! I've been having. No, I've been having good. I know. I think. Side. I think. All right. So, what are you raising a wand to? I
2: am. My brows have gone a little cuckoo in the past six months because I haven't seen a professional, and I'm trying to keep them in check by myself, and it's not going so great. I have dug into one of them really badly. So, what I'm looking for is a very skinny, skinny brow pencil in a cool tone. Mm. And what is doing the trick right now is the Maybelline Brow Ultra Slim, okay, Ultra Slim, defining eyebrow pencil. Um, it's about eight dollars at Ulta I see right now. I love that it's just got that ultra fine. Apparently, according to this um this website I'm looking at, one point five millimeter tip, and I love that the back has a <laughs> grooming brush. I love that I can just draw those sketch those little hairs that Oh, so you sketch I'm hairs. sketching. Okay. That's why the skinny yeah, is that, good. Yeah, that's why I need the skinny because I am doing what I did in two thousand and four, which is create a very frightened looking arch.
1: So you're going hair by hair yeah. with your color. You know what, your you know what I do
2: sometimes? And tell me if you people do this too. I think sometimes when I want to feel in control and when I feel like my face is looking like jowly, puffy, and sad, I try to create like angles and like, like kind of like um, a supermodel look by just taking yeah. hair from my eyebrows. But it's like, no, babe, those jowls are still there. Those dark circles are still there. Now all I've done is create like a scared look definition yeah I think
1: the word you want yeah is I'm
2: trying to define like my entire like I'm making I'm trying to compensate for the fact that I'm not like you know th- that things are happening by like
1: trying to overly define my brows I just think when you have polished and defined brows like you you whole you will look just look more put together in general but I think I could polish and define by like
2: letting them grow a bit and like chilling, not like going to town with a pair of tweezers. Yeah,
1: stop plucking. You leave the plucking to the pros. You've tried it already. I know. Just fill in the little brows for Ugh. now, and soon enough you'll be able to go to him and uh, 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 or whoever just, you've been going to lately. I have.
2: There are there are many trusted professionals in New York who are great at brows. But yeah, him and is great.
1: Um, uh, I, we'll yeah, a link yeah. Blog for her. All right. Well, you have a lovely drugstore buy. I do too. It's from Revlon. Okay. I got a giggle when I got this collection, but because sometimes these limited edition collections, I'm like, whatever. It's the Wonder Woman 84, WW84. I guess there was they probably came out with this limited edition collection thinking it was gonna be a summer blockbuster hit. Here we are oh, in America boy. with no movies. But Revlon's like, well, we still got the Wonder Woman collection. Oh poor and Wonder Woman. People, I'm
2: glad they do. Wait, is that the lipstick you're wearing? L-
1: no. So this is. Oh my gosh! I need bifocals. I can barely read it. Hold on. Because by the way, you have to tell us what lipstick Liquid. you're wearing because it's really good. Okay. Oh, that's just like uh, Ruby Woo. Truly, it's just like that's the classic good. Mac. Okay, that's not what I'm raising a wand to. It is called Revlon Liquid Armor Glow Pot. I think it's supposed to be like Wonder Woman's armor. It is this gleamy, glowy gold. Oh, that's pretty. Jelly. That's pretty. Gel-y. That's and, pretty. Okay, it looks a little shimmery, right? No. So, so nice and gleamy and has a nice <gasps> slip to it. And it's just like, you know, I love my Ciate stick That's and my nice. Ball Essentials from Chanel. This has a little warmth to it, but like that I think would look great on any skin tone. It's just a little bit of golden, but it's still really sheer. And it's kind of moisturizing. So I feel like I, when I put it on the top of my cheekbones right near my eyes, you know, how that skin gets really dry. Yeah. It just like plumps it up and makes me look glowy. And I freaking look like Wonder Woman. And I actually I don't
2: know. No, that, I didn't know, look that look is Wonder kind of you. Me. If you were to look like a cartoon so my,
1: character, I think that would so, be it. So my gig, yeah. Comic book. <laughs> my giggle is that it's limited edition. And I kind of hope that they decide to do something else with this and keep it in line. Because for 11 bucks, this whole big pot of highlighter, this would last you like six months. It's a beautiful formula. Raise a wand. That's
2: really nice. I know you you friends cannot see um, the... Like it's so funny. I keep on trying to find a substitute word for guys. We we did some training on that at work today, not today, this week.
1: Oh yeah, that hasn't made it. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. To be, yeah. So I'm
2: trying to find different words, and certain things are just not working. Well, I don't think pals is working. I'm like friends, friends. Uh, um, and, and please, everyone, if you have some some substitutions for me, help me. Uh, but I'm like, okay, if you if you all could see what she's showing me. I really wish you could
1: see it because it's beautiful. It's I'll put it I'll do Instagram when I get back from camping. I will do a little Instagram and show you the gleamy glowiness. It looks like I maybe I'm
2: hungry. Wand. It looks like pudding. It looks like dolce de leche with a little like splash of cream mm. in there. Nice. Okay. Mm. Razor wand. Love it. And a bonus for Ruby Woo. A little extra one. Little There you go. See you okay, next see week. Ya.
1: We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com.
2: We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor
1: One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fat If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Lash mascara for 25% off.